0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. It's good to see everybody. We're winding down today with our series, The Value of One. Someone say, The Value of One. Someone say, I am important to God. God. Look across the room, point at somebody because it's rude to point, but it gets their attention. Say, "You're You're important to God. Look at your neighbor. And say, you're important to God. I remember growing up, I had, there were preachers that would come man, They did that the whole service. Look at your neighbor and look at your neighbor and tell him this and tell him that. So we're going to do that a little bit today. The value of one. There is power in one. There's value in one. And it all starts with God. My first point today is one God. One God. Can you imagine the God of the universe, your creator, would give himself to you to save and rescue you and heal you? Scripture says he came to break the curse. What is the curse? Sickness, poverty, and death. All the offenses, all the sins, all the accusations, and the, and the condemnation was nailed to the cross where he, he was crucified and suffered and died for you. All because he gave you himself. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. Check this out. For there is one God, someone say one. That's right, one God and one mediator. A mediator is a go between, someone who brings two parties together. That's what a mediator is. One God, one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity. Reconcile means to make right again. Back in the day, we used to reconcile. Our checking account and with our bank statement. Most folks don't do that now because you can look online and see everything that clears constantly, even if it's pending, right? But back in the day, some of you remember that. I remember we were taught that in school. How to reconcile a bank statement, it's to make it right. There's one God and one mediator who can reconcile. There's only one. Someone say there's only one. There's only one who can reconcile God and humanity. The man whom? Who? Christ Jesus. Look at this next verse. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. God's timing is always perfect. You ever question God's timing? You said, man, I wish it was today. I wish it was tomorrow. Praise God. You keep believing God has heard your prayers. The answer's on the way. We're reminded of this in scripture in the book of Daniel. Daniel was a righteous man. He was a man of God. He'd heard from God. He was praying. And he didn't receive an answer for 21 days. And this guy hung out with God. God gave him a very detailed and graphic book the book of Daniel predicted the rise and fall of empires that would oppress Israel and also rule the known world at that time very graphic so amazingly detailed that many even believers and pastors have said that book cannot be real because it was too accurate no it was God speaking through Daniel the prophet and that same Daniel while he was in Babylon see the people of Israel had been captured and their country had been destroyed and they were carried away to Babylon as captives One of the captives, Daniel, became a great prophet of God, and he prayed, and he heard nothing, and he began to just seek God and pray and fast, and an angel of the Lord came to him and said, Daniel, God heard you when you prayed, but I was detained in the spirit, basically by a demon or a fallen angel said, God heard you when you prayed, but there were other things going on in the heavenlies. You need to remember that. Many of you say, man, I pray to God. I believe in the one God. I talk to him. I'm waiting on an answer. Let me tell you something, though. The value of one also translates into this. The value of one answered prayer at a time. Nothing like getting an answer to prayer. I've been so excited all on my own. I, I think if you saw me by myself, sometimes you'd think I was a little nutty. Some of you think that anyway when you met me you're like Pastor Matt he's a little nutty he's a little crazy maybe in a good way some of you're like oh i don't know but man i get excited all by myself sometimes and i begin to praise god i'm not much of a dancer even when i'm alone i i do a little bit of something but i'm not a dancer i'm not a mover really that way i can move on a basketball court i think it's been a while but just not a lot of rhythm but I thank God in my way. I, I lift my voice to him when I'm alone in my truck driving around town. I cried out to him this morning in the sanctuary before you got here. And I could see your faces without even seeing them for sure, but I could see that you'd be here today. And I said, God, the value of one, one at a time because of the one God. The Shema Israel, one of the favorite, one of my favorite uh, passages from the Old Testament says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, is one. Some translations say he is one God. He is one. He is one. Ain't but the one, like the Queen of Soul and Ray Charles sang. You need to look into that song. Ain't but the one. They're singing about God. There's only one. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 8 6 real quick. The value of one, it all started with God. But for us, there is one God. Someone say one God. Uh huh. The Father, by whom all things were created. Look at this, and for whom we live. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things were created and through whom we live. Can we read that verse again? Did you catch some of the nuances there? There's a lot there. There's one God, the Father, by whom all things were created and for whom we live. So we live for God. And there's one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things were created and through whom we live. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. You ever tried to do it on your own? You ever tried to make yourself right with God by the things you do and the things you don't do? That's stressful, isn't it? It's a struggle, huh? Say, man, I'm going to make myself right with God. No. Scripture says all of our righteousness apart from God is as filthy rags to him. But by the blood of Jesus, by the sacrifice of Jesus, God says, I see you like I see the sacrifice of myself in the form of my son. Can you imagine? Despite all your mistakes, every day is a clean slate. Every day is a clean slate. Think about that for a minute. Stay with me. Despite all of your mistakes in your past, despite all the mistakes and the wrongs and the folks I've hurt and the mistakes I've made and the things I've done that weren't just right, every day is a clean slate. Scripture says His mercies are new every day. Go ahead and say The whole congregation, raise your hand and say, One God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here, O Israel. Here, Kingsgate Church. Here, O Hobbs. Here, New Mexico. Here, United States of America. The Lord our God is one God. So, one God, it all starts with Him. He gave us Himself. And how about this? This is a review right here now. Point number two. Did a wedding yesterday for Vince and Monique. I guess they are honeymooning today. I don't know. But uh, Vince and Monique, they're spending some time together, and they waited a long time to get married, and I was doing their wedding yesterday, and their are two boys, their, their kids are just cute, they got two boys and a girl, and the kids are just so cute, but um, the boys are up there, and I hear, was it true, Miguel, were they helping me with my points yesterday? Because I did three points for the wedding, and I was talking about, and they were going, I'd say the first point, and they'd do like that, and I never saw them, the little boys were going, that's one, and that's two, and that's three, they were my lovely assistants, I guess. So today everybody hold up your fingers. This is two. Say point two. Point two. One person. Everybody's valuable, aren't they? I've wanted you through this series to really get a revelation and a rain and understanding and for it to fall deeply with inside you, deeply inside of you to understand and be reminded, remember, say, yes, I'm valuable. Many American Christians, we're good at that. God loves me, God loves me, God loves me, God loves me, self-help. But what about them? What about them? What about the one person? What about the one impossible person? Don't raise your hands. You've all got an impossible person in your lives. Maybe you've been the impossible person. Welcome to the things of God. Let's go to Matthew chapter 18, verse 12. I've been hitting this passage hard, but it illustrates this so well. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Ah, let him go. Let them go. I got 99 others. Let them go. How many of you mamas say, no, I got five kids. Just let that one go to the world. They can go be with the devil. Mm -mm. The mamas worry about the one baby that ain't right. The shepherd worries about the one sheep that ain't with the rest. 100 sheep and one of them wanders away. What will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go out to what? Go out to search for the one that is lost? You bet. And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than over the 99 that didn't wander away. In the same way, it is not my heavenly Father's will that even one of these little ones should perish. Another scripture says the same thing. It confirms it. It says God is not willing that any should perish. Can you imagine? God created you for communion with him. He didn't need us. He wanted us. He didn't need me. He wanted me. He adopted me into his family. And man, he's waiting for that one. He's always waiting for the one, the one, the one. We went to a conference years ago and it was called One More Soul. Do y'all remember that? One more, one more, so valuable, one more. That's why I do my best to treat people with kindness and love, look them in the eye, learn their names, say, man, I'm not good with names. That's all right, you can be nice to people though. You sure can be sweet. You can decide and say, man, they need God. They need God as much as I needed him. They need Jesus just as, as much as I do. Remember the three musketeers? What was it? All for one and one for all. Say one is always seeking the benefit of everyone else, and everyone else is always seeking the benefit of one. That's why we share our faith, people of God. I don't want to be in heaven without the people I've met. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think everybody I've ever met and passed away, and who's passed away has gone to heaven. I mean, there's. It'd be, impossible, it'd be a statistical impossibility, but heaven was created for God and his angels and his children. But you know, the, the, a third of the angels rebelled with Satan, Lucifer at the time. And that's who hell was created for, a place of eternal judgment. Hell was not created for humans, but humans go there. Why? Say, man, they went because they were struggling with homosexuality or lesbianism or perversion or pornography. Or they were into this. Or they were into that. Or they were, man, they had a foul mouth. Or they were a murderer. No, it's because they rejected God's plan for them through Jesus. Sin should not keep you out of heaven. That's been taken care of. That's why you got to think about the next person. Sin has been taken care of in your life. If you get even a partial revelation of it, you will know that God has already dealt with sin in your life, and that was through the cross of Jesus right there. The power of God's love through Jesus says, I'm going to snatch you from the jaws of death and from hell. It says in the book of Jude, it says, snatching them from the fire. Man, you, some of you showed up at church, Right? Back in the day or when you accepted Jesus, you say, man, my clothes smelled like smoke. Man, I was practically catching on fire. Say, the devil had me. You know what? You don't need to worry about the devil too much because usually it's our decisions. People put it on the devil. You've ever heard those jokes in, in Christian circles? The devil made me do it. The devil made me. You did it, right? We've did it. We've done those things. We, we reject guys. Say, the devil made me go to hell. No, no. Uh-uh. The value of one, share your faith. Someone's important. Someone is so important, just like you are to God a neighbor, a friend, a cashier. I'm always amazed. And I know me and my wife are pastors, but I'm always amazed. And I guess there's a, a God's grace and His gift is upon us. But there's, we'll get on crew, we went on a cruise ship at, at years ago for our 10th anniversary. And we've been to different places in the world. And just give someone the time of day and they'll start telling you their problems. It's amazing. They don't know who I am. I say, man, you know. And they're sitting there drinking, talk to, talking to us and stuff. And then, you know, the big question they'll go, well, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, man, I wish you wouldn't ask. I'm all we're pastors, (laughs) and then you know they get into the I don't usually drink, just on cruise ships, and I don't I don't usually drink in days that end in Y, but days that end you know I mean all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm like that's between you and God, man. I, I mean we're just listening. They're valuable. They're valuable. I was taught years ago, you say, man, we got to get them to church, but they got to clean up. Man, I'm not kicking the beer can out of anybody's hand or whatever they're struggling with. They can come to the altar and get right with God, and I can turn them over to God, and God can work on them. God is a personal God. Let's give the Lord a clap offering today. God is a personal God. And look at this, the value of one person. Can I share part of your testimony, Mika? You came off drugs, and you were an impossible case, probably in your mind. And you've been clean for how many years now? May will be six years. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Eric, how long you been clean, Miguel? You're straight clean now. 14 months clean and sober. God is faithful, Eric. You're a miracle. Tony Beck, how long? you, You came and sat right over here, didn't you? When you got delivered and healed and saved and filled with the Spirit of God in November of 1999, how long have you been clean, Tony, and sober? How many? 20 years, my goodness. (laughs) 20 plus and counting. Were they valuable? Tony used to live under bridges in Oklahoma. And he met under their doctors and lawyers, people that were homeless and they had lost everything. He said, Man, yeah, but look at all the stuff they struggle with. Yeah, but look, there's still people in there. God's creation created in his image. The value of one person. Amen. Who needs God? Every single person. And God has always wanted a relationship with his creation. That's always been his vision. Always. He saw the earth. He created the earth, and he said, I want a planet filled with my people, with my kids. He created you to be part of his family, part of the family of God. What an honor. So God gave us himself, and he gave us life and people, didn't he? And he values every single person. Someone hold up your fingers like this, like your two little brothers, right? Number three today, God gives you a moment. One moment. One moment. You mean one in total? No, he gives you moment by moment. Moments are important, aren't they? Right now, it may never be just like this again. In fact, I can guarantee you, it won't be exactly like this ever again. So we seize the day, the saying is, but we also seize the, seize the moment. I've always been big on moments. I slow down and I go, wow, this is powerful. This powerful is a moment. When I accepted Jesus, that's a moment. I'll never forget. Dad was doing a, a home prayer group, home church service in California, <clears throat> early 80s, and I, I came up and accepted Jesus, me and another lady. I'll never forget that. And then I was baptized in a lake in California. That's why Cali's, you know, so, so special to me. You say, why is Callie? Because it's West Side? Because Dr. Dre's out there? No, I don't care about Dr. Dre. Because the L.A. Lakers, (laughs) menos, less. God, deal with all the Lakers fans today. Confusion. Sorry, John, I'm sorry. Don't be mad at me. No, because it's special to me because there are moments. And memories, they're comprised of moments. I have people close to me who are good at remembering moments. That's one of my things, I remember moments remember moments now when I asked my wife to marry me or before that when I met her I'll never forget how gorgeous and glowing she was boy she was a tall glass of sweet tea I was like hi welcome I didn't want to let go of her hand when I I introduced myself. she remembers she was like are you you're kind of a kind of a flirt Are, are you I'm like hi did I give you my name already didn't want to let go of her hand Man, the many times I've apologized, each was a moment. So important. When Zacchaeus was called by name, you remember that story? The guy who couldn't see over the crowd because he was short in stature. His moment was Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come down out of that tree because I'm gonna come to your house today. That was his moment. And he shocked the world, his world that he lived in. He said, I'm gonna give my money. I'm gonna give anybody I've cheated, I'm gonna give the money back to him, and I'm gonna give some, some of the other money to the poor. He was radically and powerfully and totally saved by believing in Jesus. That was his moment. How about the woman caught in adultery? What was her moment? Well, she came. Remember the story? She came by herself. They said, we caught this woman in adultery. Well, they only brought the woman to Jesus. But at the end of that series of moments, her moment was Jesus said, where are your accusers? She said, there's none left. He says, I don't accuse you either. Go and sin no more. That was her moment. The power of the moment. I value memories and seconds and time. I've got moment after moment after moment that I spent with my mom. Moments that I spent with my dad. Sunday mornings, I ask him to pray for me. Before I come up here and preach, I said, dad, let's pray. He said, all right, let's pray. Never hesitates. That's a moment. God gives you moments. Seize the moments. They're so important when you're Worshipping God, there's, those are moments. Or when you're reaching out to someone and sharing your faith, those are moments. Don't spend all of your moments worrying about the next. Enjoy it now. Because you'll look back sometime and go, man, I had it good in that moment. You don't want to live there and be stuck there and be stuck in the past, but you want to appreciate what God's given you, what he's delivered you from, what he's brought you through, and the places where he's taking you now, all because everything is comprised of moments. It all starts with one moment. One moment. God gives us, He's given us Himself, He's given us people in life, one person, one moment. Now look at this, number four today. Moments all add up and create hours and days. Someone say one day. One day. One day. You guys remember that song, One Day at a Time, Sweet Jesus? They sing it in Spanish pretty well, too. I remember that song growing up in English and Spanish. One day at a time. They say, man, I, how valuable is a day? Well, ask, ask the college student who needed one more day to finish their finals and be graduated. Ask the mom whose kid came to the Lord all on one day. Or, or children were rescued or saved or... Whatever, ask the mom how important one day is when her baby came back home who wasn't serving God and they came back and said, I'm sorry. Or ask a mom or dad how important it was when someone came back to them, especially a child once again and said, I just want to be right with you. We haven't talked in so long. How valuable is one day, one moment in God's presence, man, on a family trip. We can remember all kinds of days where we were on family trips. I remember all kinds of days and moments where I was on trips with my wife. We've gotten to travel And we still bring up those moments and days. I remember we traveled one time, a little more than a day. First trip to uh, Africa, I believe, was 35 plus hours leaving Hobbes. 35 plus hours, man. Say, was that a day? Well, it felt like five days. But there we were. So important. Say, man, one day, what can one day do? How what can one day do for me? How about one day out of town with your husband or wife? You can push the reset button, huh? How about one day seeking God and fasting and praying? Said, man, I need something from God. I need to hear from him. Or how about a day with your friends or your kids having fun? In the creation account, Scripture says a few times, God saw that it was good. It said in the evening and the morning, and that was the first day. In the evening and the morning, that was the second day. That's the way Hebrews look at the calendar and days. All by days, and God kept saying, and he saw that it was good. There's so much good in your life, day by day, moment by moment. Remember the four lepers, the story of the four lepers? That's in 2 Kings. I believe it's chapter 7. I could be wrong, but it's in 2 Kings. And you know what the four lepers, here's just a brief synopsis of what happened. There were four lepers outside of the city gate. The city was being besieged. The Syrian army was waiting outside the city. They were closing off all supplies from coming into the city. There was a shortage. There was no food. It was messed up. There were four lepers, and those who had leprosy were not allowed into the general population. They were brilliant, though. These guys looked at each other, and they had good logic. They said, well, they won't let us in the city. There's no food in there anyway. They said, if we wait out here, we're going to die. They said, if we go to the Syrian army, well, they may kill us, but we were going to die anyway. So they said, let's go check on the Syrian army. God used four lepers, four insignificant people all in one day. All of Israel's fate changed because four lepers, four lepers people walked out to meet the Syrian army and they showed up and the Syrians had left. And they begin to find the garments and eat and drink in each tent. And then you know what they said? Wait! We're not doing right. We can't wait until tomorrow to tell everyone the good news. This is a day of good news, they said. This is a day of good news. That's for somebody today. Someone say, this is a day of good news. Say it again. Say, this is a day of good news. Say it one more time. Say, this is a day of good news. Someone say, This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I challenge you, men and women of God. I had you rolling with me, sis. I'm sorry. She doesn't blush as hard as I do, but that almost made me blush. That was good, though. I always get somebody in the crowd when I don't tell. Okay, stop repeating after a minute. I challenge you today. Enjoy your God. Someone say, my God. Uh Uh-huh. He is the Lord, your God. Remember scripture? The Lord, your God. The Lord, your God. Enjoy your God. Enjoy your people, your moments, your days. There's infinite, unlimited possibility within you in the time God has given you. And the value in one. The value in you and the value in others. The value in one God that you serve. The value in the people that he's given you. The value in the life that he's given you. The value in the moments he's given you. One moment at a time. The value in the days he's given you. One day at a time. God has given you so much. I pray that you really respond to him in complete gratefulness. say, is it just because it was Thanksgiving? Well, you know... It's a great time to be grateful. Some people have made it seem a little weird. Say, 50 days or 40 days of gratefulness. Hey, man, if the heart is right in doing that, that is great. That reminds us. It gets us centered and reminds us of all the great things we should be thankful and grateful for. God himself and people and moments and days. There's so much possibility in the value of one. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today, if you would, please. Is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice that says, I really need a touch from God today. I need to make sure that when I die, I'm gonna go to heaven and be with Jesus. If you have never accepted Jesus as your savior before, you've never publicly confessed Jesus as your Lord and savior, would you raise your hand today? You've never done it, but I'm gonna extend this altar call here in a moment. Say, man, I've never done it before. I've never made Jesus the Lord of my life. Would you raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you. Or, God bless you. Thank you. Or you say, man, I'm finding my way back to God. I really need his help. I want to make sure my heart is right with God. Would you raise your hand today? You're safe. God is with you. He's working in your heart right now. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for your courage. Let's pray together as a family does. Repeat after me, say, Heavenly Father, I know sin is wrong, but you conquered sin, death, hell, and the grave. I confess that Jesus is my Lord, my Savior. I believe in him, and I believe he died and rose again for me. Thank you for your forgiveness, Lord God cleanse me by the blood of Jesus I am saved I am right with you eternally because of your righteousness because of the blood of Jesus thank you Lord God in Jesus name amen go ahead and stand to your feet right quick if you would please I want everyone to Raise a hand to the Lord. I know God spoke to you today. You're such attentive and such solid and focused listeners in this house. I love that. It touches my heart. And I know it touches God's heart. But God has something special for you. Next is now. It's been a word that God has laid on my heart the past couple of months. Next is now. He doesn't want you to be stuck in the same place and the same thing. Next is now. He's doing something new. He said, behold, I will do a new thing. Let me pray a blessing over you today. Father, I thank you for your word that has gone out in truth, I believe. And I believe it's fallen on good ground. Your word changes lives. One word from you, God. The same word that you said, you said it in your word. The word of your, you sustain all things by the word of your power. Your word has gone out, and it sustains us, God. Scripture says you sent your word and forgave us our sins. You sent your word and healed us of our diseases. Your word, you send it. Scripture also says, and it will accomplish what you send it to accomplish. It will never return to you empty, God. Your word will always do what it's supposed to do, because faithful is he that promised. I thank you for lives today. I thank you for families, and I thank you, For the church family, the family of God, the body of Christ, all because of our faith in Jesus, the common denominator. That is our doctrine, is Jesus and him crucified and risen from the dead, living forever, and he's going to take us to heaven with him one day, God. We believe. We believe. Someone say, I believe. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give the Lord a clap offering today.